We're going to talk about tonight, uh, the Lord is doing a new thing. Amen? He is doing a new thing. Uh, in uh, Isaiah 42, it says, I am Jehovah. That is my name and my glory I will not give to another, nor my praise to a graven image. Behold, the former things have come to pass, and new things I declare. Before they happen, I will cause you to hear. Sing to the Lord a new song, his praise from the ends of the earth. Those of you who go down to the sea and its fullness, the coast, let the wilderness and all the cities lift up their voices. Sing this new song of praise to the Lord. I'm so glad that this season has ended. I'm so glad that all this turmoil that's been going on in the church for the last year and a half has ended. It's the end of a season. And it's the beginning of a new season. It's, a, it's, it's just an exciting time to be alive. An exciting time. Y'all are not as excited about this as I am. <laughs> of course, I can't see anything tonight. I mean, there, I can't see cars. I can't see lights in cars. It is just pitch black tonight. But it don't matter because the Holy Ghost is here. Amen? You know, in the Old Testament, when the Lord called His church out of Egypt and... uh In the New Testament, it says the symbol of God calling his people out of Egypt is the symbol of us getting saved. Jesus calling us out of sin, out of the kingdom of darkness, into the kingdom of light, the kingdom of his love, of his dear son. And so when he called them out and they were making that journey uh, into the promised land, their land that God had promised them, he sent the Holy Spirit in the form of a cloud by day. And a fire by night. And so when it was time for them to move, that cloud would come up and go forward and they would fall in line in order, in ranks. They had a specific order that the tribes had to move in behind that cloud. And they would move to the place that God wanted them. And then the cloud would stop. They would stop. They would put up the tabernacle. And then a fire would come up out of the uh, Holy of Holies and it would, it would give them light by night and warmth by night. And so the Lord led them all through the wilderness with the cloud and with the fire, which are the symbol of the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament. And so when we come into the New Testament, when uh, Jesus told them to go and wait in the upper room until they were gifted with power from on high. You know, they went 120 of them out of the 500 that he had appeared to. You know, Jesus didn't appear to everybody when he came back. He didn't appear to Pilate. He didn't appear to the high priest, the ones who killed him, the soldiers. He only appeared to the ones who believed in him. That really speaks volumes. If you're waiting on a big miracle from God for you to believe, you may not get that miracle. You have to believe without seeing. Jesus said, blessed are those who believe and have not seen. And the ones who believed Jesus are the ones that he revealed himself to. He didn't reveal himself to people to prove that he was right. 
He revealed himself to the people who believed in him. And that's exactly the same thing he's doing today. I don't know if you've ever heard anybody say this to you, but I've had people say to me, well, if I see a miracle, I'll believe. And I always say, well, then you won't see one. Because you believe and then you see a miracle. You believe and then you see a miracle. See? Faith is what brings miracles. And so... uh out of the 500 that Jesus had revealed himself to when he came out of the tomb, only 120 of them obeyed him. That's not very good odds, is it? You know, we've been talking about uh, on Sundays uh, drawing near to God and he will draw near to us, having an encounter with God. And uh, the first step of having an encounter is obedience. Obeying God. And so see, because only 120 of that 500 were waiting in that upper room like Jesus told them to, they got to see the power of God come. When the Holy Spirit came on earth, it rushed in like a mighty rushing wind, and it set on every one of their heads like a little flame of fire. See, it was that same fire that was out in the wilderness that led them by night. And kept them warm. That same fire, now instead of being up above us, leading us, is inside of us. It moved inside of us. The fire of the Holy Ghost. And so, (coughs) only 120 people that Jesus revealed himself to got to experience that infilling of the Holy Ghost. Now, as they went out and began to preach that experience of the Holy Ghost. Other people begin to believe and they begin to get filled with the Holy Spirit. You remember the church grew from 120 to 3,000 in one day. The first time Peter got up and preached, the church went from 120 to 3,000. And I just want to say to all of the people that have quit going to church during COVID, that's pretty much what's going to happen. In this move of God is what happened. Those other ones that didn't obey and that were not in that upper room waiting on the move of God that Jesus said was, they missed it. They missed it. And so you need to repent and get back into church. Get back into the body of Christ. Or you're going to miss the next move of God that is coming. And there is a great move coming. See, the first step of having an encounter with God is obedience. The first step. And, and see, Jesus, I, I was telling the kids this at chapel the other day. You know, Jesus went to church. They called it synagogue every Sabbath. They went on the seventh day. And he sat and listened to his priest talk to him. And he knew that priest was going to kill him. I've had people tell me, you know, I don't want to go to church. There are too many hypocrites in that church. And I say, well, then you're going to spend eternity with them? Because at least, you know, if you go to church with them here, you don't have to be with them forever. But if you don't go to church with them, then you'll spend eternity with them in hell. See, obeying Jesus is the only protection there is. In the world. The only thing the Bible says that does not, that hell cannot prevail against is the church. 
the church. The gates of hell will not prevail against the church. Now, when I say that, I make lots of people mad. And I know I do because they tell me about it. (laughs) Believe me, they tell me about it. But I am not going to quit preaching the Bible just because it makes people mad. And just because they don't agree with it. So the Bible says, as Jesus' custom was, he went to the synagogue every Sabbath. Every Sabbath. And why did he do it? He knew the preacher wasn't right with God. He knew the preacher was going to kill him. But why did he do it? Obedience. Thank you, Miss Thelma. Because his father told him to. Why do we come together as the body of Christ? Why do we do it? It's not because you like the preacher that much. It's not even because you don't, you don't, you're just looking for something to do on Wednesday night and Sunday. You do it because you love Jesus and he told you to do it. And Jesus said, if you love me, what do you do? You obey me. Keep my word. And so, let me see. Where was I at? All right. So the new thing that the Holy Spirit is doing in the church, there is a, <coughs> there is a new move of the Spirit coming. And it's going to be a great, great move of the Spirit. And so many church people are going to miss out on it because you let COVID pull you out of the game and set you on the bench. You've let COVID just take away your love for the house of God. Your love for obedience to the Word of God. And you need to repent And you need to get on fire. Because Jesus said, I would rather you be hot or cold. But because you're lukewarm, I'm going to spit you out of my mouth. That's people who call themselves Christians, but don't obey the word of God. You don't want to be that person. You want to be on fire, hot, in love with Jesus. Okay. All right. Let me get my next scripture. (laughs) <laughs> Somebody's messing on my, my uh, iPad and texting me, and they shouldn't be texting me in church. All right. Okay. So the new move of the Holy Spirit that is coming. Uh, when Jared and I were on our sabbatical and we were praying and seeking God, the Lord told us that this new move of God that is coming that we've got to become new wineskins to be able to hold the new wine. See, Jesus said, let me read it to you the way he said it. He said, nobody puts a piece of new cloth onto an old garment. For that which is put in to fill it up will take away from the garment and the tear will be worse. Nor do men put new wine into old wineskins, or else the wineskins will burst and the wine runs out and the wineskins will perish. That's important. The wineskins will perish. Who are the wineskins? We are. We're the wineskins. What is the new wine? It is the Holy Spirit moving through the Word of God and the blood of Jesus. 
The blood of Jesus. Jesus, it said when he took the cup, he said, this is the new covenant that I'm making. In other words, the old covenant has passed away where you would kill an animal and bring its blood and put it on. And now the new covenant is with the new wine that you take my blood and you believe that once and for all, all your sins are washed away with my blood. A little bit of background on the word wine. The word wine means the fruit of the grape, the juice of the grape. That's what the word wine means. Now, old wine is intoxicating wine, and new wine is fresh wine from freshly squeezed grape juice. I looked it up today. Do you know how long it takes from freshly squeezed grape juice to start fermenting and turning into old wine? 48 hours. 48 hours. And it starts rotting. Uh, have you ever uh, taken a communion cup here at the church or anywhere and you went to open it up and, oh my gosh, it knocked you out of stink so bad? Because it had, it had rotted. Ooh, I cannot, I just can't take communion with that rotten grape juice. I can't stand to smell it. I can't put it in my mouth. I can't stand anything rotten. <laughs> but see, Jesus said, uh, let me read it to you how he said it. For no one will put new wine. Remember the new wine is the freshly squeezed juice of the grape. It is the symbol of the blood of Christ, and it is the symbol of the Holy Spirit. And no one puts it into an old wineskin. Who are the wineskins? We are the wineskins. Or else it will burst this wineskin, and it will be spilled. And the wineskin will perish. That's important. But new wine must be put into new wineskins. Then both will be preserved. For no one that drinks old wine wants new wine, for he says the old is better. Whenever God's wanting to do a new thing, guess who's always against it? Guess who's always against the new thing that God is doing? The old, dried-up wineskins that prefer the stinking, rotten, fermented wine. They do not want to move with the Holy Spirit. They don't want to do the new thing that the Holy Spirit's doing. <coughs> they like, one time a long time ago, when, uh, churches, when we, when we moved into this building and we went to a one and a half hour service, we quit having Sunday school. Well, we had a man in the church that got really angry about it. He just threw a fit. He said, we can't ha- quit having Sunday school. Well, I went and looked. He didn't even go to Sunday school. He didn't attend any Sunday school class, but he was throwing the fit that he didn't want us to quit having Sunday school. That's an old wineskin. They always say, oh, the old way of doing it is better. The old way of doing it is better. And they fight and they reject the new move of the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says that if you do that, if you try to put the new move of the Spirit into an old wineskin, somebody that don't want to move with God... Somebody wants to hold on to the old, then the Bible says that old wineskin will perish. That's very important. 
Because, you know, Jesus always told the truth. If we don't move with what the Holy Spirit is doing, we're going to perish. We don't have a choice. That sounds harsh and judgmental, but you've got to understand, I didn't say that. Jesus said, let me read it to you again. The new wine will burst the old wineskins and be spilled and the wineskin will perish. If we don't move with the Holy Spirit, if we don't prepare our life for the new move that the Lord is bringing, we will perish is what Jesus said. So it's like it's to our advantage to move with the Holy Spirit, to do the new thing that the Holy Spirit is telling us to do. Okay, um, now I, I want to explain to you when Jesus came, Jesus was bringing the new wine into and, and had to change the wineskins. And who was it that gave him the biggest battle? The religious people, the priests. The Pharisees, the teachers of the law, they're the ones that refused to move with the new move of God. They are the ones that follow Jesus around trying to catch every word he said, trying to start a fight with him, accusing him. They, they, they refused to move with what God was doing. They said the old is better. And even over in the book of Acts, when uh, Paul went out and began to uh, win all the Gentiles, you know, Jews and Gentiles had absolutely nothing to do with each other. They were completely prejudiced, the Jews were, against the Gentiles. They wouldn't eat with them. They wouldn't talk to them in public. They were completely racist toward the Gentiles. And so when the Lord opened up the door for the, of the gospel to the Gentiles, Guess who didn't like it? The Pharisees and the priests and the religious people. They didn't like it at all. They say the old is better. They did not want the Gentiles coming into their Jewish faith. They had Some of them had went ahead and accepted Jesus, and they were going to believe in Jesus, but they didn't want the Gentiles in there. See? They refused to be new wineskins. They refused... To move with the new move of God. You know, right after Jesus was resurrected, at first the disciples only preached to the Jews. And only got the Jews saved. But then when, Jesus, when God gave Peter the vision, where that uh, sheet came down out of heaven with all those unclean animals in it, and the voice said to him, Arise and eat, Peter. And Peter said to God, this is always funny to me, No! I have never put anything unclean in my mouth. Can you imagine telling God that? That Peter had some gall, didn't he? <laughs> and and so uh, he had that vision twice. And then about that time, those the Gentiles were knocking on his door, looking for Peter, asking him to come to the house of Cornelius, a Gentile. And so he went, and uh, uh, Cornelius told him about the angel coming to him and telling him to send to Joppa and get Peter. All these gifts of uh, gifts of the Spirit, it took place to get Peter there. And while Peter was preaching to him, the Holy Ghost fell and they all spake with tongues. 
Oh my goodness, wouldn't you have loved to have been there? Oh my goodness, that's so exciting. Can you imagine how shocked Peter was? So then the old wineskins, the gossiping crowd, they run back to the, to the uh, church in Jerusalem and said, Peter went and ate with Gentiles. He broke the law. Don't you just hate those kind of people <laughs> that are always paddling on you, trying to get you in trouble? <laughs> no, we don't hate them, but we know they're old wineskins. <laughs> And so Peter goes in before all the, you know, other apostles and tells them what happened. And you know what they said? Well, evidently God has given this gift to the Gentiles as well. New wineskins. They immediately accepted the new move of God. And see, that's what we have got to be. If we're going to be filled with the new wine, we cannot be those hard-headed, hard-hearted Pharisees that say we had never done it this way before. We the old way is better. We like and so what they did was instead of agreeing with the disciples and embracing the Gentiles to get them saved, they followed Paul around his whole ministry. And every time Paul would go into a town and start a church, they'd come in behind Paul and stir all the people up against him. To the point that they would beat him up and throw him out of the city. That's what old wineskins do. They stir up trouble everywhere they go. And so many churches are full of old wineskins. And every time the Holy Spirit tries to move in that church, they jump up and say, this is not right. We're not going to do this. And most of the time they vote the pastor out. We're not going to be those people, are we? We are going to be new wineskins. We're going to be like the apostles that when Peter went and told them about the vision and about the Gentiles getting the filled hook, they said, well, evidently, God has let the Gentiles come into this gift. That's who we're going to be. When God does miracles... And does things we've never seen before. Instead of us standing up against it, we're going to say, we're going to join in with the new move of the Holy Spirit. We are going to move with the Holy Ghost. We are not going to be dried up old wineskins that refuse to allow the Spirit of God to move in our church. We're going to keep our eyes and our ears open to what the Holy Spirit's doing and what the Holy Spirit's saying. And we are going to move with the Spirit. And if, and if, we, if the Holy Spirit tells us to do things that we've never done before, we're going to obey. And we're not going to sit back there and fold our arms and say, well, we never did it this way before. Because the Bible said, old wineskins perish. See, it doesn't have anything to do with your age. You can be a 20-year-old old wineskin and stubborn and hard-hearted and set in your ways. If it's one thing we've seen during this time of COVID, it has just ripped the church apart. It has just been so sad to me. All the fussing and fighting that's gone on in the church during this. I'm so glad this season has ended. 
This season is over. And the Holy Ghost is doing new things. And we are just going to open our heart up to the Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, we're here. We're available. We're not going to be like Peter when that voice said, Peter, kill and eat. And he said, no way, God. We're not going to be Peter's. Well, Peter did go on and get up and follow the Gentiles to Cornelius' house and preach the gospel to them. So even if we fall down at first like Peter did, we're going to get up and brush ourselves off and obey the Holy Ghost. There is no telling what the Holy Spirit has planned for the future for the church. Churches did not survive COVID. The devil, I believe the one whole purpose of COVID was to wipe out the church. He didn't, the devil didn't care about the lost people. They're going to hell anyway. It was the church that the devil came after. But he's so dumb he didn't realize. Suffering always gives way to glory. Suffering always gives way to glory. And those of you that have suffered out in your cars for the past year and a half, I don't like sitting in cars. It's not the same as coming in and fellowshipping together and loving on each other. But suffering always gives way to glory. It's been hot outside. It's been cold outside. It has rained outside. But, but you have been so faithful. You have come. You have come and obeyed God. And you have suffered through this COVID mess. And suffering always gives way to glory. Always. There are some glorious times coming for the church. I believe we're going to see the greatest miracles we've ever seen in our services. I believe we're going to see the greatest healings we've seen. I believe we're going to see the greatest salvations. Last Sunday night in Pine Bluff, two people walked across the road during service and got saved at the Pine Bluff church service. So I just want to encourage you. Become a new wineskin. Be soft and pliable in the hands of the Holy Spirit. And the best way to do it, and on Wednesday nights, I'm going to go through the steps of becoming a new wineskin, according to Jesus, is to stay in your Bible. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Study He was teaching them how to get out of the old covenant of works into the new covenant of grace. And the ones that listened to him and obeyed him, they moved on in the power of God. The ones that resisted him, that stood against him, and that fought him, perished. So see, we even choose our own fate. So let's study the life of Jesus. Be in the Word of God more than you've ever been in the Word of God. You read your Bible longer every day than you've ever read. In Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And I, and see 
what the Holy Spirit is telling you has got to change in your life for us to move with this next move of the Spirit. It's going to be different. Church is going to be different when we come back together. Church is going to be different. And we've got to flow with the Holy Spirit. My heart just breaks for all the people that we lost during COVID that completely quit the church. My heart just breaks for them. But we cannot stop. God want to go with us. We have got to move forward with the Holy Ghost. Because I believe that the Lord is going to do the greatest things that we have ever seen in our lifetime. I believe we're going to have the greatest miracles, healings, prophetic words, uh, direction, blessings on people, opening up businesses, following the Holy Spirit, new jobs, uh, just on and on and on, on and on and on. So let's don't miss what the Holy Spirit's doing. Okay? So we're going to pray right now. And we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to speak to our hearts. Soften our hearts. Correct us where we need correcting. Shake us like a rebellious two-year-old if we've been rebelling against the move of the Spirit. Wake us up if we've gotten lazy in the things of God. Put a holy zeal in us that we have never had before. Set us on fire and fill our new wineskin with the new wine. Father, I want to thank you tonight for every soul that is here in this church tonight. Lord, I want to thank you for every single one that has come to you tonight. To show you how much they love you. Lord, and we ask you in the name of Jesus. You said you're doing a new thing. And Lord, we want to be a part of that new thing. We don't want to be rebellious. We don't want to be stubborn. We don't want to be hard-hearted like the religious people in the old in the Bible. We want to be open to what you're doing, Jesus. We want you to speak to our hearts. Lead us with your spirit. Correct us where we're wrong. Line our walk up with the word of God. Line our our words up with the word of God. And most important of all, teach us to love you on a level we have never known before. And teach us to love each other on a level we have never known before. And I just feel impressed by the Spirit. If there is anybody in your life that you're mad at or you can't forgive, you're an old wineskin. You will not move forward with unforgiveness in your life. Because Jesus said, if you don't forgive others, I won't forgive you. We've got to lay everything down. That people have done to us and said to us and said about us. And we have got to walk in forgiveness. Or we can't be new wineskin. So Father, cause us to forgive. Forgive anyone who has said anything to hurt us. We freely forgive them because you freely forgave us. 
If we, if we don't forgive them after all you've forgiven us for, we're just complete idiots. To think that we can walk around holding things against people after all you forgave us for. Teach us to be new wineskins, Lord. Soften us and pour your Holy Spirit in us so that we can follow the leading of the Holy Spirit into the greatest days I believe the church has seen. Lord, I just thank you. In the holy name of Jesus. Lord, you said whatever we ask in prayer, believing, we receive. So we receive the knowledge tonight and the grace to become the new wineskins that you can pour your new wine into. We thank you. We worship you. We love you and we exalt you.